Ruthann, today on Talk CDL, we have a couple things. We've got a great story and uh, reasons why we should be a lease purchase driver or some drivers shouldn't be a lease purchase driver. It's just facts are facts, okay? Um, we've got a couple other articles going on in, in Talk CDL today. We have the top 10, are you ready for this? Irresponsible drivers in the top 10 states rather with irresponsible drivers um we have an ordinance that florida just enacted in florida for drivers and it kicks in 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 um august i believe and we'll get to that and the results for the georgia blitz that just happened recently we'll be talking about that and whatever else ruthann has on Talk CDL today, but first, our sponsors. Our sponsors. Yes. Uh, let's start off with DriveWise. D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E is a, you know, they're awesome when, when companies, small companies and drivers are sending you emails. Yeah. Saying, I use DriveWise. So, you know, you, you go on DriveWise.com, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com, download their app and start bypassing scales if you're a small trucking company, you didn't want to order all kind of transponders, blah, blah, blah. Just go on drivewise.com and, and start using it. Um, we're also brought to you by LoadSmart, uh, Camion, Camion's break-even calculator, mm -hmm. which is so needed in, to, in today's market with the high cost of fuel. If you're a small fleet, a big fleet, whatever, just download Camion's break-even calculator. And that's, I'm going to spell it slow. It's Camion is K. A M is in Michael. I O N dot I O forward slash talk CDL. That's K A M I O N dot I O forward slash talk CDL. Go on there and download it for free today. We're also brought to you by Carter Lumber. Carter Lumber has over 160 locations east of the Mississippi. They are looking for Class A and Class B drivers to be home every night. And to uh, apply for them, just go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. That's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. And we're also brought to you by National Carriers. NCI. NCI. They're looking for uh, company drivers. They're also looking for st a few students. You've got the best equipment, great benefits, great home time. They've got it all. Call them today at 888-311-7076. And last but not least, driving-test.org for $49.95. They guarantee that you will pass your CDL, whether you're a school or an individual taking the test. Add this onto your, um, into your portfolio or whatever you want to call it, into your arson of, of, of knowledge, uh, driving-test.org and, uh, let us know if you got your CDL. We have people saying, hey, we passed it. I had one guy write in saying, hey, I, I went, I used that driving dash test and I got my CDL. So anyways, thank you, Talk CDL. All right, moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Okay, so got a little story. And, uh, you know, the I'll be honest with you. The story is, it, to me, it was kind of disturbing. Um, it, it, it showed, it made me think, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a podcast on really seriously who who should really be a owner operator and who shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. See, I, I mean, I, I've been in different offices over the years. I drove, blah blah blah. Doesn't make me qualified to be an owner operator. No, 
What makes me qualified to be an owner-operator is if I have business sense. Mm-hmm. This, it's the truth. I've had drivers tell me when I was young, I was in an office. They're like, just give me the keys, Junior, and I'll show you how to drive the damn truck. I'll make money. It has absolutely zero concept of what it takes to drive a truck. If you think because you're a good trucker that you can be an owner-operator, eh. I'm going to tell you that's a wrong answer right there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a scary thought. And that's why, seriously, that's why most truck drivers it, uh, that go to lease purchase don't make it. The, the, the stats are so high on lease purchase failures. It's unbelievable. You get, a, you get a driver that's, he's got, say, three years of lease purchasing, and in the three years, he's had, say, 10 jobs, Right. And everywhere he goes, I can't make money, can't this, can't that, can't this. But yet those same companies have people that are successful making money. And no, it's not a cousin deal to where they're holding all the good freight for their friends, okay? It's because that those drivers that are successful, they have a business mind. Right. So here's the story that I was told this week. I was, I was talking to a, a trucking company that I know very well up in Chicago. And he told me, that this driver, he had him approved. Guy's never been a lease purchase driver before. But the guy has probably 10 years of trucking experience. So he hires this driver, you know, over the phone, runs his DAC MBR and all this other good stuff, gets him qualified. Driver's excited. The driver says, okay, I can't come in this coming week because I'm going on vacation. It was already paid for. So the owner's like, yeah, well, I understand that. You already paid for a vacation, whatever, right? The rule that this owner-operator has, not owner-operator, but this small trucking company has is, if you're an owner-operator and you're going to come to work for us, the rule of thumb is, you will find your way here. We're not going to pay for your way to get here. So what happens is normally if they get a truck, and it's a very good company, by the way, When they get a truck, right, they'll advertise, qualify a driver, and then the driver will generally buy a plane ticket. He'll fly in, and then when he gets there, immediately the company will reimburse the driver. They'll actually still pay for the ticket, but their initial thought is this. If you're going to be an owner-operator and you can't afford a $200 plane ticket, a $300 plane ticket, a $100 plane ticket, then you shouldn't be an owner-operator. And I agree with him. You have a sip of your tea. It's our, it's our show. We could, we could drink on the show. It's called Spa Day. Is there any alcohol in it? I'm just no. kidding. It's Spa Day with um, lavender. That's pretty good, actually. Twist in it. So I got two flavors going. So anyway, so the driver's on his vacation, and he was supposed to produce this plane ticket, right? He was supposed to, you know, buy a plane ticket, take a photocopy of it. For three days in a row, the company kept saying, hey, we need you to get this plane ticket because we only have this one. They only had one truck. And he was on vacation? Yeah, but he had but he had told them, I mean, I mean let's be honest with you, with a smartphone, where can't you buy a plane ticket that you're at? You're, you can get it anywhere. I mean... Unless you're in a dead spot where you don't have internet... It doesn't matter where you're at today. Yeah, because you could still use your cell data. You can conduct business. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so for three days in a row, he's like, well, my wife's going to get the ticket. 
you know, and they knew something was wrong. And obviously they're thinking, well, maybe the guy doesn't have the money, which is bad because now you have somebody that's honestly desperate for money or needy. And if you don't have, if you don't have any kind of skin in the game, you're just coming in hoping you'll start making really big paychecks like you heard owner operators do. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what it takes to run a truck, especially if you have zero money in the bank. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, how are you going to even eat on the road? I guess cash advance. I anyway, guess so. Anyways, three days this happens. He keeps making excuses up. On day three, the um, the owners or the owner of the company was the one working with him. He said to him, "Listen, man." I need to know if you're coming or not because I've got other drivers that I wanted to give this truck to, but you were you were the best candidate, so you had the first shot at it. And he said, well, you're going to believe what this guy says to him. He says, well, look, you know, I'm on vacation here. He said, we were just wanting to see if the uh, how much money is going to clear that we spent on vacation on our credit card, right? To see if they can even afford it. And he said, and the other thing is, my grandchildren are having a lot of fun and we're taking them to parks. And if I buy this plane ticket now, it'll cut into their fun. Mm. Now, he, he literally said that. He said, if I buy the plane ticket, my, my, my grandchildren won't be able to have as much fun because I will now have a plane ticket and I would have cut into their play fun. That's sad. Well, I mean, think about what he just said. I, I, it's sad that he's thinking that way. There's so many. There's so many angles we can go at this, and everyone comes out wrong. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely. You are not the hero, because you're going to take your last dollar and make sure your grandkids have fun when you should be buying your plane ticket and going to work and actually having a good income. And he kept saying to the owner. Man, I really am glad for this opportunity. I've never owned a truck. It's my my dream and blah, blah, blah. It was like almost a new truck they, were get, they got in, I guess. You know, in mm-hmm. these times where trucks are hard to find. And so his, rea- his, his mentality was, my, my grandkids come before my job. Man, they, ain't, ain't, ain't nobody going to tell me, man, this come before anything, man. My, kid, my family's more important to me. I mean, honestly and truly, man. Th- just your think- family won't love you any less if you get a job. And in, in they fact, might like you more. In fact, your family will have more respect for you that you're being responsible. Yeah, That's they, just- they'd enjoy the food better and the house over their their head. You know, they enjoy that stuff. Running water, perfect. I mean, this is true. This is a true story. It's no BS. So think about what this guy's saying. And I'm thinking to myself. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. In reality, he's at some park in Texas. It's where they were on vacation. Mm-hmm. He's at this park, and they're having a good old time. Yeehaw, ka-ching, ka-ching. You know, you know how Texans are. I don't know what they do, the boot scoot and boogie and all that stuff. They're over there having a great time, just mixing it up, man. Yeehaw. Maybe they're over at Billy Bob's on the mechanical bull, you know, riding. It. Just, yeah, we're just having a good old time. Yeehaw. And then guess what? Gillies. Gillies. Yeah, whatever. Billy Bob's Gillies. So any, anyways... Guess what? The next day you have to wake up and go home, back to your home, okay, or in a couple days. When you land in your other state, then you get to go, well, the good times are behind us now. I need to find me a job because I lost the opportunity that I had to to really do well. And this was going to be a 
the, the, I know these people, and I know they're a five-star company. You can't even find one driver that said something bad about this company that I'm talking about. That's good. He, he, this guy doesn't understand the concept of where your priorities need to be. As in, let me t- I'm going to tell you, and this is really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about who should be an owner-operator and who shouldn't. And I'll never forget the time. You know how my life is transparent. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care what people know about me. You and I, years and years and years ago, excuse me, you and I, years and years and years ago, we were young, like most young people, back in like our you know, 20s, 30s, whatever it was. And we were irresponsible at, at a point, okay, where we walked into an Edward Jones, uh, an investment company, and we had made some money. And I remember we had maybe, I don't know, $5,000. And I remember sitting down at the Edward Jones desk, and the guy said to me, how much money do you have in the bank? And at that time, we had the 5000 that we just made, right? And he said, well, how much are your bills? I don't remember what the bills were, but they were more than 5000 And he said, unless you have three months of your bills in the bank, I don't want you to invest here. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He, th- these are investment people. He didn't even want to take our money. Because he already knew, listen, if you, don't have mo- if you don't have money in your life to where you have some saved up, your bills are ahead, and if you have an emergency, you can survive over the next couple months, you don't need to be investing money. <laughs> you're, you're investing money but losing money over here, not paying your bills and, and working right. So he said, when you get that part of your life straightened out, come back, we'll gladly... We will gladly help you. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been with Edward Jones for many years. And I remember that day going, you know what? I need to get my ass straightened out. And we literally sat down and we, we started to save mm-hmm. and get ahead. And, and we stopped spending when we didn't have to spend. Remember, we would go to Walmart. Seriously, this is the truth. Now, I'm, I'm a trucker. Ruth Ann's a trucker. I'm telling you the truth. We would go to Walmart when we were making really good money. And we would buy things. Was the only store around. <laughs> That's why it was. Unless we went to Tampa. Yeah, but we'd go to Walmart and like three days later, I'd look at the dining room table and the stuff we bought was still in the bags. We never even opened the bags up. We were just bored. We would buy things. It was the most stupid kind of life you can get. Do you remember that, right? I do. So this is the same mentality as this truck driver thinking, oh, I'm going to be an owner operator, but I don't have the money. And this is why really banks even when you go into a bank to get a loan, they want 10, 20% down for the simple reason. It shows them that you're responsible enough to pay it back because you had 10, 20% already saved. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's the whole purpose. So when they started this lease purchasing years ago and, and they, they made it to where no money down, no credit check, no balloon payment, you know, you come in, we'll make you an owner operator. And there's a reason why probably 95% of them fail. And it's because the 95% that fail are normally the guy that goes in there with not, doesn't even have two nickels to rub together. Everybody's going, what's a nickel? (laughs) Anyways, bottom line is the bottom line is if you don't have enough responsibility before you start a business, 
You shouldn't be, you, you absolutely are already on what's called the fail stats. You're already there. I'm not here to insult you or, or tell you that you're doing things wrong. Well, I am telling you you're doing something wrong because I remember doing it my wrong myself. Right. I remember being wrong, thinking, oh, we're going to go invest. We're going to invest. What the hell's the sense of investing if you're blowing your, if your money's being pissed out over here out of this big siphon called shopping and, and, and crazy spending? What are you saving? You're saving nothing. It's, it's actually the most stupid thing that you can do. You got to get control of your life and get a business sense and a business plan as an owner operator. You do. You want two, three months of bills in there. Mm -hmm. Look what just happened to these owner operators now. The ones that were making four and five. I've met some of these guys that were doing four, five, six, seven, four, five, six, seven grand take home every week. And you know what? They're broke. These are guys, they were, they went from being a company driver in, in the COVID times that they started making this insane money. And you know what? They're broke. They're, some of these guys are literally broke. And I'm not putting them down because I've been down that road where we made a lot of money. And guess what? No matter what we made, we were still broke mm -hmm. because it, you didn't have control. You didn't have a mindset of business. You didn't have a plan. You didn't have it all planned out because without that plan, it, at least purchase isn't going to do you any good. Mm -hmm. Because all you know what happens to a guy that, that blows, that makes, say, $1,000 a week and he pisses it away every week. He's, he's waiting for pay, his paycheck because he's broke. You know what happens to him when he starts making 1500 a week? He starts spending 1500 a week. Yeah. Because he didn't have any control when he was making 1000 And when he makes $3,000 a week, he finds a way to spend $3,000. He mm -hmm. doesn't save. Now, there's some guys that are going to write in. I guarantee it. I'll, we'll get emails of guys saying, oh, no, man, I, I just saved up. I got $95,000 in the bank. And good for you, brother. You're one of the guys that's saving your money and you're prepared. But 95% of these guys do not. And so therefore, you shouldn't be, you should not be an owner operator at all if you 100% don't have a grip on your life and your personal life. If you can't manage your own house, how can you manage a business? Think sure. about that for a second. If you can't manage your personal house and to where every week, and some guys will be going, well, we just barely make enough to cover the bills, Troy. Yeah, but these are bills you created. And then when you start making more money, you're going to create more bills with that same mentality. Mm -hmm. You need to get a plan. And if you don't have a plan, then you know what? All you're going to do is make more money so you can buy more shit mm -hmm. that you're not going to probably even look at. Like my Walmart bags, you know, when we used to go shopping because we had extra money and we were, we were just bored and we, and we, and we found a way to just go and, and piss money. And now you got Amazon and Home Shopping Network and people are living on that stuff. And oh, yeah. then, you know, it's just constantly buying and buying and buying. Shouldn't be an owner operator. Absolutely should. In fact, just to be honest with you, if they started making lease purchase drivers put money down, and a lot of them used to do that. Mm -hmm. Seriously, a lot, probably 10, 15 years ago, there was a bunch of companies where you had to put a thousand, two thousand dollars out of your pocket. Select trucks. I remember select trucks. If you they they would approve a lot of people, but you had to have a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars down to be able to get a select truck. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know how they work anymore. I think they're still around. But the bottom line is, if they started doing this, if they said, "Look, from now on, a guy doesn't have any skin in the game. We're not lease purchasing him," you would you would have more success successful lease purchase guys. 
If you have a guy that's willing to take a thousand or two thousand dollars of his own money and stick it down on a truck, that's a guy that's going to hang in there in tough times. He's not going to get pissed off at dispatch and walk away. He's not going to be a guy that thinks that's the other thing with lease purchase guys. They think, well, I'm owner up or I can run wherever I want. Well, in COVID times, you could. Now yeah. you can't. Now you better go where the freight's paying your ass. Okay. And the second thing I would tell you is, is the guy that is not, you know, that has skin in the game. He is going to settle in because he doesn't want to lose the money that he hard saved. He's got right. that mentality. The guy that walks in the door that has nothing in the game, zero down, all that other stuff, as soon as he's not happy, I don't like the way the truck looks. I don't like the way you send me to Pennsylvania. I don't like the way I didn't get home in time this one time. It's a, it's not only a job, but it's your business now. Right. It's In fact, as a lease purchase driver, it should make you want to work harder. Well, yeah, you don't want to go home every weekend either. That's another thing that a lot of the drivers that want to own their own business, they think, oh, I can go anywhere I want. I can go home when I want. But you can't go home every weekend and expect to make a big enough money to cover truck costs. I was talking to a guy the other day, just bullshitting, you know, some guys a call. And, and we're talking, he's talking about a lease purchase, right? And he's looking to, this is a guy that's looking to be a lease purchase driver. He lives in Alabama and he wants to be home every weekend. And he said, Troy, listen, there's enough freight to where I can get a load over to Texas and back, or I can run over to Arizona and back, or I can do two Texases. They should be able to keep me going. And what they don't understand is there's 10,000 guys that would want that same route. They're not going to bring you in number one, and run you special over everybody else. And number mm -hmm. two, they don't want their damn trucks sitting every weekend because they're losing money too. We talked about that a week ago. But the bottom line is if you're a lease purchase driver and, 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 and you don't have skin in the game and you're on your 10th lease purchase, honestly and truly, stop looking at the company as the blame. I mean mm -hmm. that. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some crappy companies out there where you can't make money. Yeah. But there's a lot of companies out there where you can lease purchase a, a truck and make money because it's proven because they have a bunch of guys doing it. So this guy that um, was going to work for this company that said, you know, I got I to gotta make sure my grandchildren are, are, are happy with their park passes or whatever the heck he was doing in Texas, right? That I would tell you, sir, if you're listening, if you're going, hey, that guy's talking about me. Well, if you're listening, I'm serious. You Until you have a change of mind in the way you're thinking... You are setting yourself up for failure. If your grandkids come before your job, Ruth Ann, honestly and truly, without your job, your grandkids ain't going to come first. Your kids ain't going to. When you say, oh, man, my family comes before my job, you're not even thinking right. Because you're not thinking of your family. Right. If you have a great job, you don't take that job and, and shit on it because maybe your wife's birthday was missed and, and you're going to get home and, and, and a deadhead the truck home or for whatever case, unless it's an emergency, you need to be working and you need to be t t keep it treating your truck as a business. If your Bottom wife, line. this is, I'm a trucker wife and I drove truck. But if I would ever say to Troy, when I was home, reason our kids are doing anything. The only thing I wanted him home for is the delivery of our children. I didn't care if he didn't make it home for some of the other stuff because I knew how important it was for him to be on the road to earn the money so I could feed those kids. So I didn't, if I got and said to him, hey, um, you need to be home. It's our anniversary. And if you don't get home, you're going to get a divorce. Whatever the case may be, I would have said, I, I would have expected Troy to say, Ruthann, if you don't know how important it is for me to be on the road so that I can take care of you, then I need that divorce because you are not worth anything 
I, I don't understand women that feel as though, or the men, that feel as though certain things come above putting food on your table, a roof over the head, electricity. That comes first. Heat. Priorities. Your phone. All that stuff is more important than getting home. Because as a kid, yeah, your little four or five-year-old, they don't understand. Your eight, nine-year-old, they're getting to understand. But if your child feels as though you need to be home for their birthday or a big present, you need to explain to them the important things in life and prioritizing it. And that really, that's the bottom line with that is all we're saying is if you're trying to be a lease purchase driver, all those, all those things that you value so much in your life have to now get behind you mm-hmm. it, 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 or your business isn't going to work. The, the drivers that are successful, they work. Okay. And guess what? The drivers that are always failing, they honestly and truly find reason not to work. Okay. And if you're worried about your wife at home, knock her up, you know, give her something to do. Give we, her, we did raise seven children. Yeah, <laughs> give her a few kids, you know, get, keep her busy, you know, <laughs> keep her busy carrying one around. You know? <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on. Moving like, on. We just wanted to let everybody know, maybe you got to start thinking, okay, especially to you guys that have had five, six, seven, eight, nine leases, and it just isn't working. And look, some guys will write in and go, yeah, well, I've worked for a lot of shitty companies. Well, honestly and truly. Don't lease before you go to them. Yeah, check ch- them out before you lease. Check them out. But I would tell you, most likely, those same shitty companies have guys that are, are successful at lease mm-hmm. purchasing there. Mm-hmm. Because I've met a lot of drivers that are good at, at lease purchasing. Well, It's just the ones that that think that, honestly and truly, it's, it's well, I got no skin in the game. I got no responsibility. I'm going to go be an owner-operator. You're, you're going to be an owner-operator? Come on, what, man. What's one of the companies that you can think of right off the bat that's rated one of the worst if you hear the talk? I'm, I'm not going to start putting companies down. Well, you could say a name if you want to. I don't care. I've always heard Prime was one of the worst owner-op companies that you can go to. But yet we've met a few Prime drivers that have been there for years and they couldn't do any... They're doing great. They, they love it. So you cannot go by, oh, that that company because of word of mouth is what I'm trying to really get to. I see what you're saying. And you're right. I've, you, you, you know, it's you hear, individual. I've heard bad things about JB Hunt and Swift and I've met drivers that have been there forever. Mm-hmm. I've heard bad things about Schneider and Warner and, and there's drivers that are successful there. I know drivers that are having success in different lease purchases with different companies that have a, a reputation. Mm-hmm. Now I do know some companies right now I could name them. I'm not going to go into the names where I really have never heard anything good about them companies. And one's in Oklahoma, but I won't say their name, but there's, there's trucking companies out there that have a really bad lease purchase reputation. And all it takes is a few Googles and you know, yeah. okay, that's really the bottom line. But if you've had five, six, seven bad leases, I'd say you're doing something wrong. Either you're mm-hmm. investigating the company wrong or it's really, you need to take a look at it's yourself. yourself. It's at that point, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't, you recognize it. If you're a good person with a good per, um, business sense, when you get into that lease, yeah. you're realizing right away how bad it is. You don't stick it out. Think about but, it. But you should always go and try a company for a month or two before you switch to a lease. If that's a, a capable capability. Think about just a couple things. Are you willing to stay out three weeks on a lease purchase? If you're not willing to stay out three weeks, you probably shouldn't be leasing. Mm-hmm. Because think about this. If you're leasing, every time you come home, you cut into a paycheck or a settlement. Yep. Okay? 
Think about that for a second. So if you if you go home every two weeks, that means every other week you're going to have a shitty paycheck mm-hmm. because it's only going to be it's going to be a four or five day paycheck because you've been home for a couple of days. Right. So, but if you stay home, if you go home every three weeks, you're only cutting into one one week. And then like maybe every now and then with a five week month, you're cutting into two. But most of the times, if you go home every three weeks, you're cutting into one settlement, which means you might have one low paycheck out of four. That's a good deal. But for you to go, okay, man, I made me $2,500 this week. And then last week I only got $800 and you can't figure it out. It's because you're going home too much. Yeah. I mean, you're going home too much. You're probably taking a lot of cash advances too. And that's another thing drivers got to watch. Well, if, if you find yourself having to live on cash advance, there's another thing that should tell you that you're not running your business right. And if you don't have money saved up in the bank, you shouldn't, I'm just saying you, I'm not saying that a guy that's really wanting to be a lease purchase guy can get in there for no money down, no credit check, but do yourself a favor and, and set this in motion. I would say two to three, four, five months after you start, if you don't have money saved up and you're saving every week, then you're doing something wrong with that lease, especially if they have other guys that are making it. Mm-hmm. It's a truth. Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to run your truck. All right. Anyways, that's, that's my advice. Some will take it. Some will freaking take it in their ear and, 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 and think I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm not absolutely even close to being wrong on this one. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So, Ruthann, did you have something you wanted? To- I have a couple of things, but I'd like to mention real quick while we're in between a segment. Um, there's going to be a hazmat restriction going on in Alabama. And it's what, what I seen that on online. It's something about World Games or something. What? Yeah, the World Games being held July seventh through seventeen. So on I twenty and fifty nine. Yeah, they are not allowing any hazmat material, any hazmat um, type of vehicles coming through that area. So what are the like when they say World Games? That's like people from other countries and all, what kind of games is it? Is it almost like the Olympics or what? The World Games is an 11-day international multi-sport event organized with the support of the International Olympic Committee. An anticipated 3,600 athletes from all over the world will compete in 30 of the fastest-growing sports. Event organizers and city officials are expecting more than 500,000 spectators to come through Birmingham area during the event. Wow, good for you, Birmingham. That's going to be nice for their economy. Good you remember, like those things that where it's like they 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 shuffle <coughs> they shuffle the um, the ice or whatever the the thing, and then they roll the <coughs> balls, and that's what I'm thinking of is like all those kind of games that are just not part of the Olympics just yet, or they're just now getting into them, so they're trying out new sports. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, we're not far from Alabama, being that we touch Alabama. Yeah, but we're not going to be around the seventh, the seventeenth. So. Okay, cool. So moving on, moving on, moving on. All right. So check this out. Now, this is an interesting article. I'll go through this fast. It's um, I got this out of CDL Life. Check this. You can check out the full article, but it just says study ranks the top 10 states for irresponsible drivers. And guess who the number one is? I'll just tell you who number one is right off the bat. Hmm. And, and let me just tell you this. How they how they judge it on how many per capita or like per thousand or per million get like DUIs or following too closes you know all this stuff they calculate and they say or uninsured motorists um, this is how they come up with this state is very irresponsible so if you're a trucking company going through these states know this there's a heavier amount of DUI people there's a heavier amount of irresponsible drivers and so you have a better chance of getting into an accident in these states. Give me a hint and see if I can guess it. Um, it's the state that as a kindergarten kid, everybody learns to spell. 
Mississippi. Yep. <laughs> M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-B-B-I. Um, Mississippi has 2.64 drivers getting a DUI for every thousand drivers. That's wow. that's the, that's pretty high, actually. If you think about, if you think about your commute to work every day, right? If you have a 15 minute drive, you go by an easy thousand plus drivers a day. So they're saying out of the thousand you go by, up to three are probably drinking or on drugs. That and that's the other ones that are got caught. Yeah. So that means there's more. That means that the the they got per- some moonshine somewhere in there. You, Homemade so, stuff. Right away, you're going to that southern thing, huh? Well, no, because Pennsylvania does that. Uh, you cannot tell me not one person's tried. Was it Boilo? Pennsylvania's not in it in the top ten. Well, that's good. But I'm just saying, I'm not throwing the southern thing for moonshine because up north we have our own versions. All right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the. Or uh, the the tenth. Okay. Excuse me, Colorado. And they actually have the highest DUI. See, it's it, remember, or no, they're not the highest DUI. They're the second highest DUI rate. But um, it's the uninsured motorists that's really huge in these states. And wow. wait till you hear this. So Colorado has 3.6 out of every 1,000 drivers are, are getting arrested for DUI, right? And they have 16%, 16% uninsured motorists on the road. So if you get into an accident in Colorado, odds are your insurance company is going to be have, having to be the one that takes it. So if you're a, a trucking company, know this, going into Colorado, there's a 16% chance, okay, that, it, you know, if, if, if there is an accident, that you're not going to be able to collect from them. That's because they're going to go, oh, man, dude, it's just not, it's no problem, man. You know what? You know what's really funny? is that your your wasted? That was my that was my I'm a little high. <laughs> I don't do well. Oh, oh, because it's Colorado. They have. Yeah, I forgot. I, I forgot about Colorado in there. No, they and don't it, think it's important enough. So check this out. Um, Florida. My mother has been hit twice by an uninsured motorist. I really thought Florida would be in here. Florida's not in the top ten. And fl- like my dad was telling me the other day, it was funny. I was talking to him. We were talking about that uninsured motorist thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, he said, he complained at the DMV and they said that the state doesn't have enough police to go and confiscate. Like when, when you don't have insurance, most of most cops will come. So they used to come and take your license plate. Mm -hmm. And then if you have your car sitting in your yard uninsured, they, you get a fine. And so they don't have enough police in Florida to enforce, enforce the amount of uninsured motorists. So, just think about this in Colorado, 16% of them are, are, are running around with no insurance. So how many people live in Colorado? Maybe a couple million? That's a lot of uninsured motorists going down the road. People don't care. Here, Arizona, okay, and these are also, it gives you fatalities for every 100 million miles. Um, Colorado has only 1.28, where Mississippi has almost two. But um, number nine is Arizona. All right, now their uninsured motorists is lower. It's 11.8, but and they're... Their uh, DUIs per 1,000 drivers is 2.63. Kentucky, we know a lot of Kentucky people. Kentucky is almost the highest DUIs. It has 4.17. 
So you were talking about moon, moonshine. I guarantee you that's in Kentucky. They've get made, me, the, they made their shine. stuff. Yep, they've made their stuff. Pass that jug over here, man. Yeah. Oh, so anyways. Um, in West Virginia, they share. Kentucky, 13.9% is the uninsured motorist. Number seven is Nevada, and they have 4.63. They have the highest DUI. Every, see, that I could see because of the casinos. Yeah, they're all, they're all drunk out there at the casinos, and it's free usually. Missouri is number six. Arkansas is number five. California, I'm sorry, Carolina, it says. I was hoping for California. <laughs> no, so South Carolina is number four. Number three is California um, with 3.55 DUIs per thousand and 16.6. Un- you would think California's uninsured motors would be a lot higher with their leniency out there, mm-hmm. but it's only 16.6. Here's where it really gets crazy. Tennessee, 3.7 on the drunks, which is high. For every thousand cars you go by, there's a thousand. Uh, you know, every for every thousand cars that get pulled over, almost four of them are going to be drunk. That's that's a high rate. It's, it's extremely high to me. Twenty three point seven percent uninsured. Wow. Now Mississippi. Let me give you Mississippi. The number one uh, state is Mississippi. Let me give you their stats. One point nine um, fatalities per hundred million. So they're the highest in that regard. Oh, no, I'm sorry, South Carolina was 1.97. Mississippi ranks number two at, at the fatalities. DUIs, 2.64, we already read that. And uninsured motors in Mississippi, are you ready for this number? 29.4%, almost 30%, almost one-third of everybody in Mississippi doesn't have insurance. That's so, scary thinking. So knowing that, trucking companies, be careful Sending your drivers, and I don't know that there's a lot of freight in Mississippi, but Mississippi's got a bad, bad reputation for not paying for their insurance. That's sad. You know, in Florida, um, when one of our children went to get their permit, the because you have to show your insurance card when you do certain things at the DMV. Right. So when, I think it was Reagan, when she went and got her permit, or her license, one or the other, the insurance company was automatically notified by the DMV. So they work together here, I think, with some of it. Mm-hmm. But once you get your license and you don't go have to go back into the DMV, you can just fudge the set the, until it's, re, re, you know, you have to re-register it. Because yeah. when you register your vehicle, you have to give the name of your insurance company here. So unless you want to, you know, work on, okay, well, I've got, you know, another year or whatever, I'll go ahead and just wait. I won't pay it and I'll just pay it the last minute. It's still, I don't know. I just don't know how people can do it. Well, the part that just, it rips me up is, you know, we've always had insurance. You know, you pay, you work and you include that in your life because of case, in case something happens. Out of respect for other people, the concern for other people, if something does happen. And for, and your, for myself. And for yourself. Yeah. And you got a lot of people that can give a flying rat's ass less. There's uh, that rat. Yeah, there's that rat again. But you have that amount of you have that big of amount of people that don't care for you or I or anybody else going down the road. Mm-hmm. It kind of irritates the crap out it of you. It irritates me because those are the same people that would be flipping mad well, that you had that if you would have had that same like if they ran into someone that had the same concept they did. They would be mad because the other person didn't have the, their priorities as far as insurance and stuff to help them. You know what I mean? Well, 
they can afford their beer every month mm-hmm. and their cigarettes mm-hmm. and their weed or whatever the hell they're spending money on. Or whatever their, they're spending it on. Or their Walmart shopping. Walmart shopping, um, pool dancers. You don't know what those people do. But anyways, bottom line is, though, but they don't think it's important to have insurance. Mm-mm. You know, the one thing, though, is you get in trouble. We had a, a friend recently got pulled over, and he had $80,000 in back child support, no insurance, and no driver's license. He's just out there driving around like he didn't give a crap. But, you know, the guy still spends his money on whatever he wants, mm-hmm. but he never paid for his kids. And I'm being honest. That's, that was wrong. Okay, but you were able to live a full life without paying for your kids, without doing the right thing, getting a driver's license, without getting insurance. It really means you don't have regard for people around you. Yeah. And that's really what... kids one, didn't deserve it no matter what. One of the issues in the world is people don't have regard for people around them. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm going to move on to something else in Florida. All right, moving on. Are you ready for this? Florida law restricting loud music in vehicles goes in effect. I seen that. I shared it on my Facebook page. Oh, you did? Yeah. So... Here's what I, I'm not going to really read much of it. It starts, it says effective July 1st, 2022. It goes into, uh, goes, goes into effect forbidding drivers from playing excessively loud music in their vehicles. The law, the new law specifically forbids playing music or other sounds from a vehicle that are plainly audible at a distance of 25 feet or more. Now, mm-hmm. let me give you just the bottom line with this, this new law. And because a, a statey, they asked a state trooper and here's what he said. He said, there's really no way to gauge what's too loud and what's not. He said, so here's really what it comes down to. If I'm more than 25 feet away from your vehicle and I can hear music, it's too loud. So, and that means with the windows up or down. It's like some people will be like, well, I didn't, I'll go to court because I have my windows up. Well, you ever, you ever sitting there and somebody pulls in the gas station with the, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> you go, what the hell is that? Hey, well, guess what? You now risk in Florida a, 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 a fine. It's like 114, it's like 114 to $116 fine. It still goes on your record. But if you don't pay it, then you get a suspended license. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. Either way, you got you got to either pay the ticket. So it's not really worth cranking your music up to where you're going down the road. And, and, and it says it doesn't matter what kind of music. It could be rap. It could be country. It could be rock and roll. Orchestra. It, could, it, could it doesn't be, matter. It could be Bach, you know, whatever. But the bottom line is, okay, if a cop is, is more than 25 feet from you and he can hear your music and, and you don't even think it's loud, if he can hear it and, he's be, and he wants to be a prick that day, he can give you a ticket and it will stick. Well, you, you know why they do this? I had this conversation. Rebecca's on the process of getting her permit. And um, I explained to her and one of her friends when they, when I have her in the vehicle with us, you know, I go over certain rules and regulations so that they can kind of like not get it without having to read it too. And I was sitting there and they can see me constantly looking in my mirrors and constantly listening to things. And there's times where I've told them, shh, you know, and they're like, what? I said, I think I hear something. If you have your music so loud, you don't hear the ambulance coming. You don't hear any emergency vehicles, period. You don't hear any of them coming. You're depending on seeing the lights. But if it's during the day, you don't always see the lights until it's right there. Not only that, but if something happens to you where, like, say, on your blind side, you hear some a crack, you know, well, someone just got hit. You want to make sure that you're not 
you know, going to get anything from there. You want to make sure that you're listening well enough that you can hear these things going on. You know, people screaming. You don't know. For all you know, someone could have a gun over and the other thing. And all, the only way you know is by them screaming, he's got a gun or whatever. You know what I mean? I actually 100% agree with what you were saying there because what I've seen people where an ambulance or a cop is trying to come up the highway mm -hmm. and they're behind somebody with their lights and the siren going and people are like this, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like because their music is cranked up in the car and they're just having a party in there by themselves and the radio or whatever. It's like, dude, you know, to, to be on the road, they say driving is a privilege actually mm -hmm. in, in the United States. So when it's a privilege, you need to treat it like a privilege and be respectful one to another. And, you know, it comes back to what we were just talking about. You know, if you have regard for other people, mm -hmm. okay, then you won't crank your radio up, just like you said, in case you hear an accident. Or here's another one. I'll tell you. Motorcycles. Why do you think most motorcycle drivers run around on with sometimes with their high beams on because of people that have their heads up their ass when they're driving mm -hmm. people that don't pay attention. They pull out in front of bikers. I'm a biker. You and I've been bikers for a long time and people just pull out in front of you. Like, 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 it's like, dude, didn't you, you didn't see me. You couldn't, you couldn't hear my, my, my muffler coming down the road. Cause bikes, you can hear usually pretty good. Mm -hmm. And, and these people are like, you know, they just don't see you for the simple reason they can't hear you. They're not, yeah, and they're not paying it. You know, when you, if you're one of these people that get lost, that you don't actually look at all of your surroundings, because I've told Becca, you need to make sure that you're looking in your mirrors all the time. When you get done doing one rotation of looking in your mirrors, start again. What, you know, what are the three things that we, that human beings have built in that are natural of, for warning us? Number one is eyesight. Mm hmm Number two is our ears. Number three is by smell. I mean, we, we drive down the road and you can go, hey, there's a fire somewhere. I can smell the smoke. Mm -hmm. you know, it's coming in. Mm -hmm. So these are three things that alert us. You know, if you're laying in bed and you don't have an alarm go off, you might smell smoke. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's a fire. It's the same with in a car. A lot of times you're not seeing behind you and like a motorcycle's come by and you can hear it if your radio's turned down. Therefore, you don't cut out and kill the motorcycle guy mm -hmm. and get yourself in trouble or kill somebody you know or whatever the case is. Or somebody don't mm -hmm. kill your family. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, you know, when you have an obstruction, see, a lot of people think, oh, texting and driving, that's a big obstruction. It's a called obstructed driving. Well, obstructed driving, okay, distracted driving is not just because your eyes were taken off the road. It's also because your ears have been taken off the road. And when you crank that music up to where you can hear, you can, that's obstructed. That's a distracted driver. That's no, what that is. It is. Because when you're going through, especially a residential area, if you're going to decide to play your music loud and go through a residential area, right. you won't hear the kids playing. And one of those kids can end up running out in front of you. So you've really got to pay attention. So anyways, there you have it. Florida's new law. If they can hear you for 25 feet or more away, if the cop wants to give you a ticket... They're going to give you a ticket. And I'll tell you right now, small town cops, if they don't know you, can be real, real pissy, you know, and that's usually where you're going to get your ticket. It's not usually going to be a state cop, you know, in town. It's usually going to be your town cop when you're pulling into the gas station or you're, and tell you what, don't pull into Dunkin' Donut with that damn loud music. You know, that's the cop's best place to hang out. Any donut shop, turn your damn music down. 
you know, I'm moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving on. I right, forget that joke. All right. Moving on. The last thing I have written, Georgia cops performed almost 2,300 CMV inspections in a three day period. And they issued a hun- hundreds out of service. And what they were doing, they were pulling people over for speeding, um, uh, distracted driving, following too close, um, weaving, inattentive driving, aggressive driving, all that stuff. And almost, you know, a few hundred of these guys, these are truckers now. These ain't cars. This is all tractor trailer. They were put out of service. If, if they weren't pulled over and got a DUI, they were pulled over. And because you get pulled over and you get inspected and, and something is going to get you put out of service, now you're probably thinking, I wish I wouldn't have been doing what I did because now you're out of service for a day or two. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that is pretty much my podcast that oh, I'm not really going to talk much about the Georgia thing because it's not too interesting. I just wanted to give a few numbers on that, but that's pretty much my podcast. Ruthann, did you have anything else or besides the word of the day? Yeah, I did. I actually had a couple of things. Um, there is a three truck fleet that shut down with numerous violations and then he had a wreck only bringing it up because um, it goes with really paying attention. What state was it? It was Trump? in Con- um, Connecticut is where they were based out of. Okay. Um, the, the FMCSA knew that they were, you know, he, they, they came up as having so many issues between commercial driver's license standards, requirements, and penalties, along with um, inspection, repair, and maintenance. So the violations demonstrated the motor carrier's lack of co- effective safety management controls and significantly increased the likelihood of a death or a serious injury. So... They tried to re um, a, the FMCSA was been trying to reach the company which was Alvarez Transportation, and they wouldn't um, answer them. But while they were trying to do this, there was they had a driver um, Dante Elliott on um, earlier in June was driving from Connecticut to Vermont. And at the time that he was dispatched, the motor carrier had in its record a copy of Elliot's driver's license that showed it was expired. So, so the company hired him with an expired license, right? And and numerous other things. Mm-hmm. And so now they got you that. Hey, that's that's it's a good message to you trucking companies that aren't trying to be compliant. I mean, you've got to do everything right when you form a trucking company. Well, here's here's what's here's some of the. This is the sad part of it all. While attempting to navigate a sharp curb on Vermont Route 64 in his truck, Elliot left the roadway and the truck slid into a ditch, overturned, and then came to a position of uncontrolled rest on its roof. Him and his passenger were both killed. Oh. After they, you know, like a witness, after, after all of this, the, the police found a witness that reported that the truck's brakes were smoking before the crash and a post-crash inspection discovered several out-of-service vehicle conditions, including crack brake linings, inoperative brakes, safe service, and emergency brake air hoses, and then they're still investigating it. But the main thing that I was pointing out is you're not doing your inspections, or if you're working for a company that has this type of equipment, you don't want to do it because it's not worth the risk. Yeah, and that's a great message, Ruthann. Thanks for that article. Is there anything else that you have before we go to the word of the day? No, we can go to the word of a day. What is the word of the, now do you have it ready to go finally at the exact moment we need it? Or is there another brief moment between me having to talk longer and you actually pulling it up? I have it up. (laughs) Go ahead. I just got to take my sound out. Ready? Yes. Let's hear it. Dark. 
Darg. Darg. D-A-R-G. Yeah. Darg. Kind of reminds me of Coneheads. Let's hear it but... again. Darg. 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 Yeah. Thanks. Narfa with the Garfunk <laughs> on the Coneheads. <laughs> it just reminds me of Darg something. I don't know what it is. What's that? A day's work. A darg is a day's work? Mm-hmm. It's also the second definition is a defined, a, de- a defined quantity or amount of work or the product of work done in certain time or at a certain rate of payment, a task. So that is really cool. I like, I like the day's work but the best for the definition. Mm-hmm. So if we put in a darg, it's pretty short right to the moment. I'm going to say it in about a month just to see if you even remember what the word darg is. Anyways, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.